The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Ben Howarth. I'm Peter Dancy. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. Gents, this week we're diving into Alita Battle Angel. You guys ready for this? Yes. Yeah, it's it's interesting too because this is a, this is going to be a fun week. I'm kind of I'm kind of intensely curious about this movie, uh, not just because it's an anime, but also well, it's an anime adaptation. Also because it seems that Fox has put this out in February because it has no faith in this movie. So we're going to see we're going to talk about this because it's actually it's actually in my opinion it's pretty good. But that could also just be the anime talking. Uh, so first we're going to get to summations and summaries and all the good stuff uh, before we start talking. Uh, yeah. Set several centuries in the future, the abandoned Alita is found in a scrapyard of Iron City by Edo, a compassionate cyber doctor who takes the unconscious cyborg Alita to his clinic. When Alita awakens, she has no memory of who she is, nor does she have any recognition of the world she finds herself in. And Alita learns to navigate her new life and the treacherous streets of Iron City. Edo tries to shield her from her mysterious past. Um, way to go. Film synopsis cutting me off. Anyways, this is a 2019 American cyberpunk action film based on Yukito Kishiro's manga series Gum or Battle Angel Alita as the American name was with the original. Again, this is definitely uh, it says it's adapted from the manga, but it's more heavily adapted from the first uh, Battle Angel Alita OVA um, keeping even the name changes from the original manga because her name is Galley in the manga. And it's also like, it's not Solemn, mm. it's, uh, it's Tefira City or something along those lines. Uh, it was Directed by Robert Rodriguez, written by James Cameron and Aleta uh, Calagridis, and produced by Cameron and John Landau. Rosa Salazar stars as Alita, a cyborg with supporting roles portrayed by Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Connelly, uh, Maher- uh, so I uh, always fuck his name Mahershala. up. I'm so sorry. He's Mahershala Ali, a uh, fucking amazing actor. Uh, Ed Skrein, uh Jackie Earl Haley, and Keanu Keanu. <laughs> Kean Johnson. I really Keanu. wanted to say Keanu. I don't know. Production, again, produced by James Cameron, John Landau. Screenplay by James Cameron, Aleda Calgordis. Based on Gun by uh, Yukito uh, Kishirio. Uh, again, music by Tom uh, Hulkenberg. Uh, cinematography by Bill Pope. Edited by Stephen E. Uh, Rivkin. 20th Century Fox, Lightstorm Entertainment. Blah, 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 blah. Y'all get the thing. It's distributed by 20th Century Fox, and they distribute it into February. I don't know why, but let's go ahead and go down the circle. Let's go around real quick because a couple of things I'll talk to about sign-in eventually because it's very likely that this uh, session will get uh, shot out on an Animania feed as well, depending upon uh, the discussion today. But uh, let's go ahead and start with you, Ben. Uh, what did you think of Alita Battle Angel? Well, if this is in the, uh, the Animania feed, I'll just say I know. Literally nothing about the manga or the anime uh, Battle Angel, so I was going into this very, very cold. Uh, all I really knew about it was this was a, a project that uh, James Cameron had wanted to do forever until James Cameron decided all he would ever do is go to the bottom of the ocean and make Avatar movies. So uh, <laughs> I thought for sure this film would never exist, but then weirdly it got announced to be directed by, of all people, Robert Rodriguez, and I thought, oh, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Because oh, no, no, that's, no, no, a, no. that's a terrible idea. <laughs> because Robert Rodriguez, because this is clearly going to be a very CGI-heavy film. Obviously, it was James Cameron. It was going to be, you know, something that he was he thought he could put a very significant stamp on. Uh, and 
Robert Rodriguez has spent the last decade making movies in his garage in Austin uh, with terrible, terrible CGI. And uh, and uh, the trailers came out. And I said, nope, don't, don't not doesn't look interesting to me. Uh, the eyes are stupid. Um, and then uh, got decent reviews from people I trusted, and I finally went and watched it. And, God damn, it's kind of fun. I don't know, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I kind of just enjoyed it. <laughs> and I think part of it is I just do wonder if I'm just so exhausted by modern blockbusters to see one that just had a like basic plot structure even if it was a little reshooting yeah. versus the third yeah. act the fact that it just had a beginning a middle and an end and even if it had like a cliffhanger ending it was like an old school cliffhanger ending it wasn't the marvel like post credits thing it was like a straight yeah. up like back to the future one style like next time yeah maybe. we're getting the we're matrix go. is what i like in it too yeah uh, we're gonna go fight ed norton oh, we better watch out yeah yeah um <laughs> and uh it's it's it, it just was like a, a in a weird way a throwback, uh, in a very weird way. Um, and I don't know the the visual effects were very, very good. 3D was really nice. It was just like a genuinely enjoyable film with a good atmosphere and good story. Even if it wasn't like amazing or anything, I, I don't know. It was just functional, and I feel bad to be like functional is great, but it kind of is in, yeah. in modern times. So that, that's kind of where I'm coming from. It's just how much do I like. Uh, functional uh, with a very, very good lead performance. So that's kind of where I'm at mostly. It's a great lead performance yeah. and a very charming yeah. group of actors in a functional, sometimes incredibly clunky story. One of the things I'll put out too is that this is, I think one of the things that I'll say is that uh, I like the original Alita Battle Angel. It does not rank like top anime for me at all. It's a good, it's a kind of a, it's kind of a precursor for it because I saw it before Ghost in the Shell, it's a precursor to Ghost in the Shell with me with a lot of the same themes and a lot of the same elements. It's just kind of its more immediate res character study story, um, with a lot more humanity in it. But one of the things that's kind of throws me off about the adaptation sometimes, and I think that they kind of adapt very directly from the original, is that you know, Alita is much younger in the manga and uh, the OVA and the anime. Uh, and I think also that Hugo is as well. And so it's Hugo is that Hugo is the one too, where it's like, he has that scene at the end I have spoilers for the bit where he, you know, falls off the big line and it's supposed to be the thing. It is much more impact. It's one of those things where Hugo gives me a lot of issues in this thing. I think Hugo is probably like one of the biggest problems in this movie because again, it's an adaptation. It's all, you know, their, their love story kind of gets a big hit from the whole thing. Uh, so you don't really believe it, but it's also like him as this, like, cause in the, in the anime and manga, he's more like street rat. Like he's like 10 years old and it's like, you know, when he says boyish, dumb shit, uh, it, it sure. works. That makes, yeah. That oh, and that's, and that's my nice. point is that, yeah. And that's the difference too. It's also like Alita too. Like Alita, it works here too. Cause Alita's like, it's, I think this is like a good year for it. Cause it's me too. And we have like a female empowerment is a more important thing. Now and we're getting a lot more hikes out of it. So her aging up Alita's, optimism into a into a, an older lady works a little bit better but hugo definitely takes a fucking huge hit because they do not adapt his dialogue as well because he's also just like also the actor i just i don't think he was a good pick and i think that um like I, i'm not gonna lie the scene in the scene where he dies in the anime uh fucking huge spoilers it works so much better in the anime go work it up because it works it works so much better it's so crushing because it's like he he like has like this moment of peace and it's obvious that like you know it's it's a it's more of a class conscious 
talk about, you know, people that are in the slums working to make it to the other things because they have, you know, it's this whole thing. And I think it's actually really relevant today because it talks about like, you know, hustle culture and all this other stuff where we're just supposed to hustle and you can make it up. That's not really how shit works and i think that you know it's a really it was a really cool thing and i think that there's a lot of i think that's the thing to me i love this anime i think this is not an it's not an anime i love this adaptation this is one of the best anime direct-to-film adaptations i have ever fucking seen but there's still a lot of things in here it's one of those things too where the bar is set so low for this this like sure. adaptation genre that like sure, the yeah. fact that i'm bothered like by some things first... it's just like yeah yeah, when we get our first functional video game movie, it's like we have to calm down a bit when we're like, it's good. Right, exactly. Like, okay, it's not a masterpiece, probably, more yeah. than likely. I, yeah, I am going it, to it, beg it's, it's, every it's weeb like, on the anime feed to just go fucking see this movie. Do not let this fucking die because they did yeah. so much stuff right. <laughs> they did so much yeah, stuff it, it's, it's, that I've been asking people to do for the last couple of years. It, it's like, and this is the thing, too. I'm so defeated about it that, like, a lot of times when people ask me what's the best anime adaptation, I'm like, yeah, it's uh, it's fucking uh, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> That's the best anime adaptation. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is which is kind of a yes and no answer because there isn't really right, people a say great that with one. Video game movies too because it's a, it's a cop out but it's like at least it gets a visual style that's fun and enjoyable exactly and not, uh, uh, scott horrible. scott pilgrim has a exactly scott pilgrim actually has a lot in tune with like a manga adaptation and storytelling that's not necessarily in this movie but it's like the angley hulk you know angley hulk gets comics in a weird sort of way and that's the way mm. that scott pilgrim scott pilgrim has a very manga style of storytelling that's you know also very video gamey i mean they both it's kind of hard to decipher. I, I I see it that way because watch an episode of Full Metal and you're like, why are there pandas everywhere? That doesn't make any sense because it's more like loose space storytelling, but let's not get into it. Anyways, talking to talk about pandas. Peter, I'm leaving you woefully behind. I apologize. <laughs> what do you think of Alita Battle Angel? Um, Kind of the same as Ben. Like, 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 like I remember that. I remember when the when the when the very first trailer came out. Like I, I was totally thrown off by the eyes, and I was like, and I was like, I get that this is that this is an adaptation, but why are they so big? Oh my god, those are huge! It's like it's like to an to an unsettling degrees because there's like no one else around her that has eyes that big, so it just felt weird. Um, but 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 walking walking out of the movie, I I I had a, I had a fun time actually. It it was, um. I I I understand, I understand. I know that like they they, they probably they probably put like like a few different storyline plots in, in, into one film and, and so and so with that with that it kind of, it kind of reminded me of how reminded me of um, Netflix's uh, series of unfortunate events uh, ser- a, ser- a series mm-hmm. where they, where, they, where they put where they put like three movies in each, three movies three books in each season um, so so it's, so it's kind of like an, an amalgamation of different things um, but but yeah it's like it's like the action was fun I thought. Not all of the dialogue, but like, but at least a good enough amount of the dialogue was like, was like, was was it it, it worked, and 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 actually, and actually, it's it's, fun, it's funny that you bring up the whole bring up the point of like of like it's functional, it's great, it like or is it great? Because because it, it reminds me of of like of one of my critiques for Aquaman, where I was where, where I was like, okay, this is like one of the few DCEU mo- like like one one of two, the other one being Wonder Woman DCEU movies where it's like at least adequate. Should we call this movie great because it is adequate? And I think that's, I think that's what I think. I think I think I take it a little bit more. I think I like this movie. And again, I'm going to preface anything that I say today by saying that the this is the same thing that I I feel similar to when I came out of Batman v Superman 
and that I am aware that my love of the subject matter <laughs> is clouding yep. my fucking yep. brain. And I, I was very aware exactly after Batman it. v Superman, but I didn't know how much I wanted Wonder Woman on screen and to see three of them together. And I just had such a fucking high off seeing it that I forgot the rest of the movie. That is literally me. Anytime I walk out of an MCU movie, it's like, okay, how am I going to objectively talk? Exactly. About I am, I am super aware that this movie was a, Taser to my fucking spine, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. Well, I loved every fucking second of it. I should have figured because there's there's a point where I realized how even if I had, even though I hadn't read any of the comics or anything, I could just tell they were pulling direct images or or, or trying to create an oh, amalgamation yeah. no. of it. Yeah, I yeah, first yeah. noticed it when, uh, and and I thought more like, oh, they threw in like a bone, kind of more of a thing at the first, which is when he picks up her. Because he doesn't find her whole body. He finds, like, her head and basically, like, her, right. her chest. Right. No, that's that's direct. And he's holding her, and there's, like, this mound of, of, of scrap around, like, making these two perfect little valley. And I was like, oh, that feels straight from a manga. Like, that's a manga cover yeah. shot right there. Yeah. But then... No, yeah, I, I remember the, us talking about that. When we the part out. where I realized they're visualizing it yeah, and going to like a speed racer level of visualizing it, and like I don't care if you think this is stupid, it's gonna be cool. Just, just, just get on board. Trust us, kind of level. Yeah, yeah. Was when Christoph Waltz shows up in a hat and a trench coat, and he pulls out a giant a rocket hammer, fucking hammer <laughs> a with rocket, a rocket on it, pickaxe thing. and I'm like, oh. Oh, this is anime. This is straight anime. Like this is live action anime. Right. Right. In like the most fun sense like it is trying to get like because because when you look at live action you can do live action anime like dragon ball evolution and be horrified and it is literally revolting to look at or you can do it like this where like you i forgot the movie existed thank you so much you think of what can be exaggerated in in live action that action and that's where i think the cameron element comes in is like right and 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 then and then in in that same scene like you you take you take him with like basically a rocket hammer and then you look behind him and it's just this big hulking figure of gruishka and it's like okay we're here now. This is how it's going. Yeah, this, this thing right. really plays with size in a very good way, and movement, and 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 a scale in a very good way. I never kind of got lost yeah. in how big Alita or small she was in comparison to other people. I never felt like things shrinked or changed a lot. I never felt like this kind of disorienting sense of of, of placement. Yeah. I always felt very much in the action scene, and that was what was very uh, overall impressive to me about the action. Was yeah. I think. That. I think a lot too, just like the fucking kineticness of Alita's personality, like yes. her fighting style and everything mm. else. And one of the things I'll say, and I think this is the reason, this is my current thesis as to why this is the best anime adaptation that's ever been done as of now Go for it. versus other things. My thing is that in the act of just trying to steal a lot of the tableaus, it's not just that they stole tableaus of like tableaus. Jesus Christ, that sounds so. Tableaus. Tableau. They yeah. they also took kind of the comic style of kinetic action and friction, and kind of put that on screen. That is more of yeah, the anime. Yeah, They're yeah. both stealing from manga and anime as like a very a, a, like a very decided process of doing it. And I think that's the thing is like you have that. That that it, the storytelling and the editing is very 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 anime on a level that made me so much more aware while I was watching it that like it was edited like an anime versus edited like live action cinema yeah, and I think that yeah. is the thing that I'm like that is the thing where this is like it's it's definitely doing 
an Ang Lee thing. The movie's not perfect, but Jesus Christ, is, is it going into the fucking paint? Going for that thing, it just, it, it made a decision about its art style, it made a decision about what it wanted to be, and it just went into the fucking paint trying to get it there. And the fact that it can't quite get it there is the greatest of tragedies. <laughs> but like, I, like, right. but like God help it, me if I won't no, stand it, at that altar and pray well, the, to the it. Way, the way you <laughs> yeah, talk but, about it is the way I feel about Speed Racer, and it's like similar in that similar exactly. way where it's like, I just so yes. appreciated the Wachowskis went that hard and like I really appreciate right. this right. similar way of it, like it's, it's, you are committing to guy with rope fingers <laughs> you know and like right but you're making it g- genuinely scary and intimidating and fun to watch it's like if it's like if you're gonna swing swing big like even if you fail at least at least people can look at the effort and be like damn they did that. Yeah, this 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 doesn't feel cynical, which is a part of what I, I the really only, appreciate. The only that. thing I will say is that Zapan is much scarier in the original and uh, and in the manga. Like Zapan's adaptation yeah. here is bad. Is that was the only thing. Yeah, and they I, maintain I, I the was... face thing, and that's cool. But like, honestly, in in the fucking anime, like as soon as he's like fucking there, you're like, oh my god, this guy can kill anything and it's like he's just immediate like sense of like he's got this like cr- oh god he's so good and he's just got this terrifying fucking yeah presence. like and in and, and this move in this movie and like and 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 alita like her character even kind of like called him out kind of on his it's like you spend so much money on your face it's like it's like whenever he was on screen yeah like, like, like yeah like yeah i'm sure within this world he was like one of the best of the best but like one of the best of the best of, of, of like of the hunter warriors but he just felt he just felt more like he 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 felt more like one like one part high school quarterback, one part yeah one one, 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 one part one part rich guy's son, one part frat boy post college who just never let go who never let go of the glory days like that's what he felt yeah like to and me. It, he did not I wasn't I was never scared of him. and he's much more, more like of like an anime villain in the thing and that's the thing it's like you know it's it's one of those things the, the frustrating thing for me about Japan is exactly like that we're talking about how they they finally got there they just went all the way into the paint and then Japan shows up and I'm like why was this the item that you needed to scroll back <laughs> like I don't I don't understand what the, what the issue was why is a sword fight fighting like robe wearing like motherfucker like just being terrifying and having the face why was he scaled back into a more uh, i don't know man he's he's like i i I need i needed i needed those anime beats of him even just walking up into the camera and you being like oh god who is this we didn't get that and, and also, like, I think that's the other thing, too. I think that my issue with the third act is, too, is, like, the, the a lot of the third act, Alita is a is a passenger on for the tragedy of Yugo. And I think that's one of the, the issues here is that Yugo is uh, is is the weakest bit here. Zapan is a little bit weaker. And when Zapan – and it's kind of, and I'm going to say this. It's fucking brutally violent. Like, this I got to give this movie most, credit. Peter made a very good point, which is about the Meg, which I, I want you to repeat what you said about that, Peter. Wait, about, remember what you said about, about the Meg? About the... Okay, yeah, I do. I remember what you. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But he Go was ahead, basically Peter. saying. Peter was basically saying, like, um, after the screening, we went and saw it together, and you were saying how the Meg promised to be like the most violent PG thirteen movie ever made. Oh, that's right. And yeah. we were all like, "Oh, it's so boring. Like the violence is so non-existent." And this movie, man, yeah. goes for it. Now I know it does like, people's the Samurai Jack thing. People's faces were getting crushed. Well, yeah, yeah. I know it does the Samurai Jack thing of like, which is the most brilliant thing. Jenny uh, Tarkovsky ever realized about Samurai Jack was he was like, oh, I want those old samurai movies. I loved when they would slash someone and this fountain of blood would come out. But there's no way I could do right. it on Cartoon Network. 
Right. Oh, robots. If you slash a robot arm and oil comes out, it's the same effect, essentially, but it is, you know, kid-friendly. It's totally cool. Now, that being said, <laughs> a, a human gets cut in half and another person gets his head cut off and you see his severed head, so it's not like... It's not like it's all No, they're totally without... Yeah, but they they could probably get it by the sensors and other things to not be, like, an ultra-violent movie. Like, and that's the... Yeah. That's different. Like, there's nothing more violent than, like, the motorball bit when she uses a fucking, like, essentially a fucking shot put to kill a person. (laughs) Like, that's... That was so violent. (laughs) I was just in the theater like, oh, fuck! I kind of cringed at that. I I don't know why that bothered me. I just realized also (laughs) from the beginning of that movie how much that movie... Which I really do appreciate how much the movie was just going to keep me on my toes a bit when, you know, this really well designed spider lady robot you think is going to be like a main antagonist. Uh, she smashes her head into a wall and it falls off of her body. <laughs> she is dead. She destroys her yeah, face. Dead, dead, dead. That that's also because a lot of these you you also notice that a lot of these characters and the art from this thing is is aped and other. I think that's the thing. This is like one of the earliest. It's not earliest, but it's also like it's kind of more an out there sword fighting style of like Ghost in the Shell. And so a lot of these styles and and character designs were aped and used in a lot of video games and Japanese productions. Like this is the one thing I'll say about Alita is Alita may not be super popular in the West, but it is it is a it is a bedrock anime in terms of like Japanese social consciousness. And so these designs have permeated a shitload of video games. Uh, Deus Ex Machina, for one, where a lot of these are like aped for, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously a lot of those designs are aped directly into Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex, sorry, Jesus Christ. Deus Ex Machina. I, I can see, I can see what you mean. I can see what you mean with that for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's one of those things too. It's like you can tell like sometimes video games and like, uh, you know, and like, uh, Full Metal and stuff. It's just like you can tell like some of these things are like aping from anime and other things. And I just it's it's so <laughs> it's so interesting to be affected by elements in the zeitgeist that are outside of the zeitgeist. <laughs> like that's, that's one of my favorite things. Is like you know it's like when when you talk about Japanese anime that's a that's affected by D and D and to recognize that D and D is like so infected into Japanese culture and like a lot of times it's like you know somebody we were doing something and somebody saw in in like Goblin Slayer and and like Trevor was experiencing what a beholder was for the first time and he's like I don't know what this is what the fuck is this a normal thing and I'm like yeah it's just a normal thing that happens in D and D it's a it's a big <laughs> eyeball with a bunch of eyes and it's like haven't you seen it in like a shitload of media and he's like I just I mean I yeah I recognize that it's like a monster but it's a, he's like yeah it's a classic D&D thing he has no social zeitgeist experience of this thing which is a core D&D element but it's just so per- he just he but he still has knowledge of it in the basis that it's so fucking so so fucking spread out through the zeitgeist that he like still recognizes it upon sight it's really it's, it was such a weird exp- sorry <laughs> tangent my bad keep going Peter my bad <laughs> no, you're, no you're fine like like I, I I was I was just gonna bring up like just like a few more just almost at least for me like kind of cringingly violent moments with robots. It's like it's like the like the bitch's face was crushed into a wall. The 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 first dude died by by Alita just like repeatedly punching him. Gruishka had like had like his fucking arm chopped off by her. Jesus, she was like killing dudes. Le- she was killing dudes left and right in the in, in the in the in the motorball race. Like guy gets dragged dude. into a rock crusher. Like it is intense that yeah 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 it is intense in a lot of parts of this movie and 
Uh, yeah, and then and then the dude gets his face cut in half, and like in and then CG, Japan gets, yeah, in IMAX 3D, you can see his teeth that have been cut out. Yeah, and it's like ha, war. Yeah, that, yeah, that was another thing. That was another thing. We 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 saw it in IMAX 3D, so we saw it, I guess, in how I I guess the I guess they intended it to be seen. So we got to see all that detail. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's I think that's cool. I I I I I don't know why it's one of these things too, where it's just like. I agree. I, it's one of those things where it's like censors get it right for some reason. Like somehow, like it, it does shock me the level of violence in this movie, but it doesn't bother me like something like Hostel right. does, and it doesn't bother me in some sort of way. But it's still, I just, I just, I fucking love like robot on robot violence, and I think this movie's great. I will say one of the things I did want to put down about the design here is that I think that there's a criticism about Alita's design, and that not that you guys have generally made i mean yeah i agree with that that first trailer i was like oh fucking god like that was that was literally my like i was on i was on animania we were like done recording and i saw the trailer the first time and i was like jesus fucking christ like because this is just gonna make everyone make jokes about fucking big eyed anime characters and i just i didn't want to fucking deal with it (laughs) so that was my that was my first impression of this movie um i think the big thing here is that the concept of you know, this movie's mostly about who she is as a person because she doesn't remember it. And, you know, and it's about other people trying to define for her who she is. So, like, Ido specifically tries to define her as his daughter. And she's kind of railing against that, even though, like, they still love each other. It's it's a, it's a, it's a very soft way of putting it, but he's still trying to define her and her discovering herself in a sort of a generalized way. Uh, but one of the things I think he, here is that I think the Uncanny Valley and her specifically is being used on purpose. And I think that's the point. Oh, I think sure. as a filmmaking, it's using her inhumanity to underscore the things that she's saying and like her general like direct manner of being like a human person is like so I think I think it uses I think it's purposeful. The reason her eyes are big is to remind us that she is a person in this robot suit. And it's also all this other stuff, too. I definitely think that there's like a like a Yugo scene somewhere in there talking about how she can't touch and something else like that that oh, yeah. Right, yeah, how she can't feel the, it's a new body she's like more touch sensitive cuz even with the robot arms you can kind of like cuz Adam Jensen in Deus Ex Human Revolution has robot arms but yeah, it's nothing. looks like a human yeah. and you kind of can ignore them they just look like sleeves essentially to you and I so I I, I, yeah. I do agree that's kind of what's especially, especially yeah. when he's wearing his yeah. and when you especially when he's especially when Adam Jensen is wearing his And staffing. when you see her around so many other people where they're literally just which I like, which is genuinely a very creepy thing, which is basically like there comes a point where you go from a human with robot limbs to just a human head stuck on a robot body and your blood right. has to be blue, <laughs> you know, which I like too. Yeah. I, they never kind of explain right. blue blood. I'm sure it's something from the anime, but I like that there's a certain point where you don't even have blood anymore. You just have some kind of blue liquid. You probably have a brain right. and you maybe have a robot heart, but like it's very, it's about as you, it's about as little bit of humanity as you can possibly have. And I thought that was very, yeah. and having her around all those people who are just so robotic and have so little human left does kind of challenge it in a way. And I think, yeah, you just need to see her around more people. And because the trailer was a lot of her with uh, Christoph Waltz, because he's like the biggest star, him, like him, him and Mahershala yeah. are kind of the biggest stars in this movie. Like, it, it 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 made it more off-putting, but when you have her just in a robot bar with a bunch of other insane robots, like including the greatest character of all time, Dogman, 
Robot Dog <laughs> Man. Oh my God, he was the best. Is incredible. I need a thousand movies about him. He's an old West man. <laughs> what? What's his with back, a robot? What is his backstory? Jaw who has four robot dogs. He's incredible. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "This is the greatest film." Just the shot of this man. <laughs> and and you and you and yeah that was a perfect a perfect introduction to him and you knew he was going to get involved because the fucking dog followed them into the bar right. i was like oh no yeah like i li- like i literally tapped ben i was like no john wick no <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody's gonna kill that robot dog and then the man's gonna come in and kill everybody <laughs> he's gonna be like fuck this shit uh, it's good yeah. and uh, yeah, i also just appreciate the audacity of the movie that like oh you know that whole like major like image that they've used in all the posters and stuff of her putting the blood as the kind of battle line. Yeah. That's yeah, dog right. blood. That's murder it's dog, dog blood. blood. We <laughs> thought it was so going to be like, like, we thought it was going to be like, 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 a, like a dead human that she had a close connection with. No, it's the dog. Or the blood of her enemies like, or something like that. No, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the blood of her yeah. enemies. It's like, no, it's, it's the dog that she met dog like 10 minutes blood. into the film. It's the adorable <laughs> ragamuffin dead dog. Aww. Yeah. I will I will say one of the other things too that I like versus the other thing, and this is just a Ghost in the Shell comparison too because it's the biggest. I I do strongly feel that that's the biggest comparison to the to at least the two animes is definitely there, and now they've they've both become mainstream you know American made movies and one is just infinitely superior to the other, uh, which is the first time that I think that's true of Alita Battle Angel. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I think that one of the things too is like you know Ghost in the Shell does this interesting thing where people kind of look like mannequins or they look real and then you know they bust open and it's like you you have a real person and all of a sudden his skull busts open and he's this inhuman machine on the inside and, th- and that's the thing is like ghost in the shell does that like sort of to freak you out like one of the famous moments is like when they're in the when the in, when they're in the scene and she's you know they're talking to this like this you know the coroner and the coroner's just like a normal looking lady she's not a machine she comes off as superhuman she's having a nice smoke and then she just like removes her eyeballs and sticks in like a microscope <laughs> and it's like oh, yeah. sure, and it's sure, like a cool yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like such a scene that's just like you're just go whoa everybody's a goddamn robot and you have no idea motherfucker and that's the, i think that's like that's the difference here is that like i think that's a more effective use of robots to the original anime but this one's more like you know her inhumanity and that's a thing too whereas i definitely it's like it's more about the style because yugo has giant eyes in the anime too and you know he's got these childlike eyes as he falls to his death <laughs> i had to admit the only thing i will never get over is how the yugo scene the yugo scene I swear to God, just go watch the fucking anime Yugo scene. It is so much more impactful with him being 10 years older and just being this fucking person that just has just well, fucked his whole life and just doesn't get it and just dropping to his death because he doesn't understand that his dreams are just purposely denied by the system that he lives in. <laughs> so, right. And that's and that's so and I also powerful. think that is also just a difference. You know, people have talked a lot about this between the uh, the Ghost in the Shell uh, anime in America versus Ghost in the Shell anime. So the anime, uh, the American adaptation, the live action one, and then the uh, Ghost in the Shell uh, 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 anime. And it's like, Japan is just more willing to be really fucking depressing. And you get that from their, their um, a good example right. is like, look at uh, Pulse, uh, the, the original yeah. horror Japanese film Pulse versus the American remake. The American remake is like, internet ghosts, spooky. And the Japanese one is like, we all just live in our apartments until we die alone. <laughs> it's just like so much more sad. Uh, it's so much more real and it's just so much more brutal. And like, I don't know, Japan. Yeah. I think there's just something about Japanese, uh, particularly modern uh, Japanese if you, storytelling. I'll can, say this. It's more willing to be dark. 
Right now, me and Trevor and Ed are kind of in the middle of the greatest season of anime that we have seen since we started Animania. Oh, like, wow. right now oh. is so wow. good. There are a couple shows that will just emotionally fucking destroy you. And I just, I love sure. them so much. I don't say that, I don't say that, like, as an offhanded comment, between Dororo and fucking Promise Neverland, which is essentially, like, a veal farm where children are the veal. <laughs> like, it's, oh, it's, what the? No. What? Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's no. an amazing anime about, the whole anime, it doesn't tell you what's happening. It just has, like, it just starts off, and it's just, a sh- and it's so, it's sign-in, so you know from the animation style that shit's gonna go real wrong real fast oh my god and so it's just a shitload of children in like some sort of nursery with barcodes and they just they just go through the first episode and they're just like and it's like well you're gonna graduate and then when they graduate they get eaten by demons who are running oh. this human farm <laughs> so it's just, classic and so the rest of the anime is just like a fucking child jailbreak from the from the veal farm <laughs> and it's so fucked and oh just like the animation god. of the demons is so goddamn horrifying it's so blood curdling that you just want to die. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm and, not gonna watch this show. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And Dororor is a fucking eighties oh, manga yeah. that just got the first adaptation and it's about this this it's about like this uh father sacrificing his sons all of his arms, his sense of touch, his eyes, his ears, and his tongue to demons so that his land will prosper. And then he throws him in the river and he survives and becomes a Helen Keller samurai. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm Chris. sorry. I honestly just had now, to put no, just, a punch in here. Just those three words I never thought I'd hear an association with each other. Helen, Helen Keller yeah. sam- samurai. Dorora, the Helen Keller samurai, and he has all these prosthetic limbs, uh, blades, things. It's, it's, oh, it's, wow. it's a good, it's, both of them are very good. And wow. there's also other stuff. There's like domestic, uh, there's domestic girlfriend where this dude's dating his sister and his teacher. And there's, which is, I, ironically, it's pretty good. It's weird. Um, there's, I know I probably just have an anime brain, so it just doesn't even bother me or I just don't even like realize anymore. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, I don't know. Really, I can't believe I brought up domestic girlfriend with fucking Dorar and fucking uh, promise Neverland. But anyways, in just the, in the same sense, go check them out. It's a good, it's a good season right now to jump in on. Um, but I think the, the point that I was getting to about the two things is like, yeah, I agree with Ben. I think that the, element here that I think is the greatest thing that's lost from the anime adaptation to this one is that this is posted as a happy story and I think that's where it's like Mm. I need this to be what it's like in the original which is like everything's kind of just fucked and that's kind of and that's kind of the thing that's that's the thing that's why anime protagonists can be this happy and go lucky as Alita is is because that's the thing she's the bomb to the world around her which is totally shit and just totally sad and depressing and everything's falling the fuck apart because that's the world and that's just what it was like to animate something <laughs> after 1945 because it was a depressing time in Japan sure uh, not, I mean obviously this was in, animated and written in the 90s but you get my point oh no yeah totally yeah no and and yeah, and, they, and and that's yeah it's, it's certainly got some Americanization elements to it and I also think it's just generally kind of funny and I don't really have anything to make of it but I think it's kind of fascinating that Hugo looks a shitload like Robert Rodriguez used to like in his early days. 
And Edward Norton looks a lot like James Cameron when I first saw him. And I don't know what to make of either of those things. And I don't know. I I don't think there's any actual meta element. I think it's just weird coincidence. Maybe Hugo being my... Rodriguez, I could see him being like, I want to see myself in one of these movies. You know what I mean? And maybe that kind of... No, yeah. Yeah, because... because, because because when the credits started rolling before before Ben and I got got up to like walk out and even and even then like outside of the theater we were still we still stood there talking for like 15 20 minutes um like I, I, I looked I looked at Ben I was like was that Edward Norton or was that Cameron he was like I think that was Edward Norton I was like okay I couldn't tell I wasn't quite sure yeah yeah, and also like I guess like it is doing setup for sequels, but like I feel like this movie didn't have a lot of hope for a sequel. I feel like I don't know, maybe that's just my interpretation of the events. I, was I like, think it, well, I mean they clearly sequel. won't oh, no, from we the agree. end like, of it. Like, 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 it left the it left the door open, but it left the door open in the way the Matrix left the door open. I don't know. The Matrix is always that's the what thing I mean. that I'm like that's this is example. how you leave the door open. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that's a good example. Thank you. I was trying to think of like a, a good example of a movie that did that. That's a much better example than the one I came up with. Yes, Matrix is a perfect yeah. one where it's like I will destroy you. And if there was no more Matrix movies, you'd be fine. You'd be like, I, I guess I kind of it's fine. I kind of get where they would go. You know, you were wrong because they went insane ways. But you know, right? You kind of right. get what the the more traditional Matrix Two would be, and and Alita, like I left that and I was like, okay, I get exactly where the second and third. Like the second one is she storms the bigger city, probably with maybe a bunch of robots with her. It's and then important the to note. Third this... one is like go to Mars. Like, what, why was I from Mars? What's the Mars deal? What's going on on Mars? We're all going to Mars. Mars adventure. Right. right. It, it, which is also true, totally. Like one of the things too, I think generally agreed upon is that like this movie covers the good parts of Alita. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> sure. And and I think mm. I think that's a pretty agreed upon fact about the rest of the main. You know, here's a here's another fun fact. This m- movie's 122 minutes. The original two OVAs are two 30 minute episodes. So this is literally twice the length as the original anime movie or OVAs. Wow. Hmm. Oh. Which is just, I, I mean, obviously the volumes are much more in detail and that's what they're pulling to add in elements here and there. But like at the same time, it's just, it's one of those things too, where it's like, people are like, oh, this is a cut down. It's obviously compressed. And I'm like, it's actually not compressed from the original version thing that they're at technically adapting from. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's actually twice the length as the original thing that they're most directly pulling from. <laughs> Right. I, I think that's a, I think there's another element too that's just like weird adaptation things, you know. Well, and and apparently James Cameron, like I think he kind of went deep deep into it. I think what my, my understanding basically what happened was like James Cameron came kind of obsessed with anime and Japanese culture if he saw Ghost in the Shell, like a lot of people. Ghost in the Shell was just like this insane explosion, right? In, right in Hollywood in the '90s, it was passed around like Wachowskis ate off of it, Cameron ate off of it. Tons of people would just like saw it and were just like, "Holy shit! Look at all this! Sh- look, look at how crazy this is!" And uh, obviously, Cameron is very futurology focused. He's very interested in, in where humanity is going yeah. and he's, where where we're going. Yeah, and then Avatar is a big part of that too. Even though Avatar is a little more environmental, it's it, it is also into like, can you change bodies? Is consciousness you know able to be transformed? You know these sort of elements and 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 then I think he kind of got Alita Battle Angel because Fox is like, "Look, we don't." have ghost in the shell which i think i bought by another one i think it eventually did get made by fox but um at the time they were like alita is a lot like it so they have this instead because you can't we don't have rights to it and he was always a fox guy and he had this Lightstorm deal that gave him like millions and millions of dollars and he was like oh shit this is perfect and then he basically apparently wrote like a 
200 page script <laughs> like he just went off and went way too deep and way too crazy which is part of why he was like i can't just make one movie i think he wanted to make like he picked between his epics he could make his avatar epics or he could make his alita epics and he picked avatar i kind of wish he picked alita that's what it is <laughs> you know but it is what it is and so this is a version of a version of a version is my point and so i think they're there is some stuff that is lost in that. I think it's also why it feels like it needs to be three movies because it probably was a three movie length script that Rodriguez is like, let's take Act One, the uh, the yeah. same thing that they did with uh, uh, what's it called, Unbreakable. Um, you know, let's, just, let's just do Act One. Act One's fine. I don't know if Act Two and Act Three necessarily are going to be great. I kind of want to see them, but I can also see them being a total mess as well. If you're saying like they did, oh, the I'm, best. I'm, I'm happy. I don't want them to make more. And that's, good. that's, that's something. That's something from somebody that like, like I want this to be like a thing, and I want them to go and adapt other steps. <laughs> like that's, yeah, I, it, I, I would be, I would be, I, I agree with Jack. I would be more okay with, with this, with this being the only Alita movie that we got. And and if and if there and if there is anyone that does want to think to themselves, oh, what would happen? Then just write a really good fan fiction, just a really good, well written mm, fan fiction. Yeah. Because, because because I or just go pick up the animes like the well, beautifully I'm, animated animes. Well, 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 wait, 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 well, yeah, well, yes, obviously, <laughs> obviously that too. But it's like I, 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 I enjoy I enjoy I enjoy seeing I enjoy seeing what what I enjoy seeing what already does exist where it's like where it's like okay this happened but 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 then I, but then I also enjoy seeing the various ways in which someone's creative process can take form. I, I guess yeah. I guess it's my angle with, with, with no, that no 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 I know this this is one of the things too where it's like it it has a very Alita Battle Angel is one of those interesting properties where it's like it's sort of like the good the bad and the weird mm. which is you know America makes westerns you know America you know there's a a, a script done by uh fucking it was Bodyguard Yojimbo what was the what was, who's the fucking director oh oh uh, oh, oh, oh oh Kurosawa Kurosawa yeah. Kurosawa yeah. You know, that gets adapted into a spaghetti Western, which is, you know, Italian people doing Westerns, which is just so much fucking cultural influence, taking a Japanese movie script and adapting it into an American style done in Italy. Like this, there's so much fucking cultural explosions happening there. And then it's made into a movie series that, you know, ends with like this weird, the best of the series, like the good, the bad and, and the ugly. And then that's adapted into a Korean film. And then that movie is just so goddamn bonkers. My mind explodes. It melts when I see it. It's the same sort of thing. William Gibson makes Neuromancer. That gets taken and it causes a sign and explosion in Japan. And then Japan creates, uh, you know, Alita Battle Angel. And then you wait 20 years and then we adapt it into a fucking James Cameron movie. And somehow it's in the same sort of good way. This movie at times with, culturally makes my brain melt. With notably a Mexican director who cast two Hispanic Latino actors as the Stop leads. Stop it! You know what I, I can't mean? take any more. Like it is, I can't exactly. Take it. Yeah, it is this whole. Who's also inferring other cultural elements that are happening using this existing story because all stories are rooted in the same fucking subject matter that you can just extend out and make it like, oh, this is about you know kind of class issues in America. I'm like, holy sure, fuck, sure. I'm and that's just why going to die. I can't handle it. I'm exploding. <laughs> right, Sorry. exactly. That's why it, we can work for an American audience. Why well, I think it. it I wonder if it'll find purchase. It did better than expected on opening box office weekend. It's, I'm very curious how it'll hold 
because it's 34 and the the, the cinema score a pl- a minus but that's the surprising metacritic is 54 yeah so the, the the critic reviews were low which is why it probably opened low but i do wonder if it'll stick around because it does have a kind of a a classic structure and again like you said it's it's the american dream whether you you believe in it or don't you kind of get into this movie because it's all about like it literally Literally, they look at a giant floating city and be like, "I wish I lived there." <laughs> you know, it's like there's, <laughs> it's 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 harder to think of the American dream as more than that, whether you agree or disagree with it. In a sense, like yeah, you know, and then there's like, oh, the only way to get up there is if you're chopped up into pieces. Like you can read a lot into that as well. Yeah, you know? it, it it is a story that is adaptable, and it is. I like your point about it, cultural constructivism, but I think in some ways, like any cultural construction it loses some elements of construction and it gains some elements of construction i think i don't know if it gains more than it loses but i i am very glad it existed and at the very very glad that it it took enough from the original you know it did not completely yeah, yeah. Uh, uh bastardize it and rip it off or change it it actually took a lot of things that it deeply respected for all of its weirdness you know which i can appreciate i mean just to be like you know, everyone goes, the eyes are weird. And then they go, we're not changing them. <laughs> you know, it's just enough of a, like a thing of like, <laughs> it was everyone's core complaint that they were just like, nope, they're still big. Deal with it. See it Go or no. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think they made it made them a right. little less big, but they did not make them normal. And I, I kind of applaud them for that. Yeah. Well, I, it's one of those things too, where it's, it's just, it's, I guess, I, I don't know if it's ever directly, exp- I can't remember if it's directly explained that her eyes are big because she's a robot. I think it's just pulling from the stylistically. Yeah. And I, I and remember frankly, entirely. you could throw in a line of dialogue to explain it. Cause I was like, Oh, maybe she has bigger peripheral vision for better combat or she's in lower no, light and she needs more Lord, eyes Don't I just, whatever. there's no way you could throw in a line of dialogue and not make me roll my eyes so far back. And be as big I didn't as say yours. it would be dumb. I'm just saying it would work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and score this and let's take a look at what each individual is kind of thinking about in general. Uh, yeah. If you don't mind, I would like to start with you, Peter. I'm sorry. I usually throw you on the fire. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, okay. Uh, I would give this movie Alita Battle Angel a seven. Actually, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it a seven. I, 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 I had a fun. T- I had a fun time watching this movie. I thought the. I thought the performances of at least of, 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 of at least a few of the main cast were good and were good and compelling. I love. I, I loved Mahershala Ali as Vector. I, th- I, th- I thought. I thought. I, th- I thought. I. I, I liked how. I, I, I liked I liked how he was able to act both as his character, but 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 then but then but then also but then also have that notable shift when Nova would take over. Like for 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 example for example in the end in the end when Alita, when Alita kills him, Alita, Alita kills Vector, but while Nova is has control of his mind, so he just looks down and says, "Well, that looks fatal," and it's like, oh, that "Okay, crazy. that's creepy." Um, I th- I thought the I thought the the action of this film was. Was was overall great, like 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 you like you mentioned like you mentioned uh, Jack. There was there there was such a dynamic kinetic energy to it that I loved. Um, it it was it was it was it was really it was really fun to watch the movement and and, and choreography of, of of everything happening, whether whether it was a fight on the street, or or or, 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 it, or it was Alita fighting fight, fighting everyone fighting everyone uh, in in the in the motorball race. Um, what else? There there was there was there was another point I wanted to make. 
and I'm totally blanking on it right now. Um, damn it, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll remember it like th like three days from now, or maybe even, maybe even five minutes from now. Um, but but yeah, this this was this was a fun this was a fun movie to me. Oh, okay, so 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 there's there's a point I wanted to make um beforehand um but I forgot to until now. Um, with with how, with how they were saying oh, like, oh yes like the the three D aspect of this movie. This is James Cameron revolution, revolutionizing 3D again, yet again, like the same the same way he did uh, his, his his Avatar back in what was that 2009. Um, my point with that, so I saw J I saw Avatar in only in 2D. I never saw it in 3D, much less much less IMAX 3D because I was like poor college freshman. I was like I ain't got money. Sorry, I'm just gonna pay eight. I'm just gonna pay like eight bucks matinee and go see this movie like on a, on a budget. Um, but walking out of this film i don't know if i can say that the that the 3d at least from my perspective was necessarily revolutionary because with the films that i've seen since 2009 that have that have been that have been in 3d we now we now have thanks to james cameron himself we now have more studios who are who are willing to put in the money to film to film at least more mm -hmm. of a more if not all of a film in 3d we, we more, more studios more studios are, are willing are willing to put in the money to pay to pay the right company to put in the time and effort to to purposefully to, to purposefully and in a, in a well done manner convert a film from 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 two, from two from 2d to 3d so i don't so yes the 3d was great was revolutionary i don't know but that's mostly but, that, but that's mostly in part but that's mostly in part because because we now have more studios who are who are willing to do the same nowadays than before yeah, so we, yeah we, seven out of ten. we we saw the uh, trailer for um Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel, yes, and and to, and and we immediately looked at each other like two D, two D, two D. Yeah, it's a very good reminder of how poor two D uh, conversion can be, and it's really frustrating because I'm one of the few people, and and uh, box office will back me up that not enough people saw this. Uh, the the uh, Terminator two three D conversion <laughs> that came out a couple years ago, and it was shocking how good it was for a film that was clearly shot on celluloid. Uh, you know, almost thirty years ago, actually thirty years ago, Jesus Christ. Um, it, it is shocking how good it looked, and I think it was James Cameron honestly just being like, "Look, guys, post converted three D can be really good if you just give it. You have to put in the effort, you know." And I just don't think a lot of people do. So, uh, Elite is one of the rare ones. Where I'm very not super three D, but I would agree with Peter that it's a it's a good three D, and it is bright and colorful enough, and they did a good job. Again, I think this is a Cameron thing. He understood with Avatar. There's a reason it's so pretty and colorful because in 3D you lose some of that light, and and uh, Elite is the same way. Like I never felt I couldn't understand a scene because it was too grimy. Like it, it never was uh, lost for that. So, if they had shot set design in that movie to match kind of the griminess of the original, like it would be a gray mess. Like, oh I think sure, that, sure. That it was very yeah. imp that, like they added a shitload of color, and I think that was a good. I think that was a strong touch. Very, very good choice. Ben, what was your? But well, let's go ahead and get to you. What was your score? Uh, I'm also going to give it a, a seven. Um, uh, kind of my surprise, but I just, I just found it really enjoyable, and I think what kind of stuck with me is right at the end when she's raising a sword and staring at Ed Norton. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Ed Norton. Yeah, I actually do want more. I don't know, maybe it'd be bad, but I, I, I at least gave me that feeling of like, if you told me there's an Alita two, I'd go watch it, and like that's rare yeah, these days. A lot of, lot of blockbusters kind of make me tired, <laughs> like Aquaman. Kind of overwhelmed me and kind of just exhausted me. 
even if there were parts I enjoyed. And there's just something just genuinely fun and exciting about this movie. It's it's nice to watch CJ action scenes that actually feel kinetic and don't just feel kind of lifeless and and. and and when people say video gamey, I think what they really mean is that a lot of times video games, uh, and, and honestly, I think they're more comparing it to older video games because I think modern video games have gotten a lot better at this. But there's a sense of loss of gravity, of just like shit happening on screen, <laughs> just a lot of clutter. And this one was very good at not having clutter. I really appreciated that, you know, one of the shots that I thought was cheesy in the trailer ended up being kind of one of the better shots, which is like her flying fist first at Grishka, all the metal arms coming around. What I liked about it was the next shot, she loses all her goddamn limbs and it's visceral and it's shocking and it's genuinely kind of scary and interesting. And there's a level of the violence is effective. It isn't just gory. It is like genuinely adds stakes and, 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 and um, pathos to a scene. Like it really does do a good job at that. And so, to see a film just kind of do that, even with the clunkiness, even with the the major problems with Hugo, which I totally totally agree with, and and uh, just in general, just kind of being a, an expositiony dumpy kind of movie, and and having a a third act that kind of has three acts in itself, like it's like we gotta go to Moonwall, and then we gotta go to here, you know, it's like it, it kind of it, and and from what I understand, there's a, a fair amount of reshoots, and well, it doesn't get you know suicide squad level incompetent thank fucking christ there's just there's a little bit of shakiness not too much but just a little bit and so that's kind of the stuff that keeps it down for me but it's just nice to see like a big 200 million dollar movie i just enjoyed and wanted more of like that is kind of rare for me right now and i, I feel bad i don't want to be so cynical but it is just a case of i think a lot of people uh, get lost with that much money these days but all these movies have to make that much money and and i think what you have is, you know, a person who understands how to shoot a lot of stuff on green screen and a person who understands how to make $200 million go a long way. And, and I think these two voices complement each other very well. And I think it makes for a very enjoyable film experience. And I'm glad it's probably not going to lose all the money. And, and because it's a Fox movie, I don't think it's ever going to get a sequel because Disney's like, we already got to make four goddamn Avatar movies. We don't want more James Cameron garbage. Like, it's just fucking make your Avatar movies and let's move on. Um but uh, anyways, uh, I'm rambling now. So seven out of ten, it's worth it. Worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. Yeah, uh, and I, 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 I will preface this score. <laughs> this is Go the asterisk. <laughs> I, I will preface this Pull the as, as the. You know, I, I, I love this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love this movie so much. And it was just, it, it was, it was a recognition that I had on the inside given up on American filmmakers ever like just going full anime. Like I had, sure. I hadn't realized I had given up on the inside until I saw this movie, <laughs> which that's always going to be the love. I, I, I will never watch this again, <laughs> ever, because <laughs> I know there's a lot of problems that I even recognize a lot of the. Pro- I tried to be as critical as possible, and I thought I did a pretty damn good job. But man, if I wasn't like a little goddamn boy in this movie, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that was the whole that was the whole experience for me. And I think if you like anime, you will have a series and i don't even think you need to like alita i think you will go into this and you will have a goddamn good time watching your hobby writ large on screen and 
I think that is that is just that is just you know that's what this movie is. And I think if you're an anime fan, you should be in there fucking right now. And I will even make a plea to you to please go do that because we will continue to get Rurin and Kenshin fucking Netflix movies if you don't fucking just do this don't make it FMA movies it's terrible don't let don't let Japanese people try to make live action anime movies because it doesn't work yeah so please go honestly yeah no yeah honestly just to 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 echo that like in in the in the same in the same in the same in the same way that like that like like black that movies like Black Panther and 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 Wonder Woman were like yes these audiences want these movies go right. see this movie so that we can right. get more good shit my weeb sisters and brothers go forth <laughs> <laughs> and buy tickets yes please 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 go do it <laughs> sorry uh, I give it an eight point five I I I genuinely love this movie yeah. I know I have no doubt I am. 100% aware that if I went back and rewatched this movie, that score would be lower. Oh, d- but I'm dude. not going to do it. <laughs> just, dude, just, dude, just. dude why, 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 do you, why do you think that with the exception of, of maybe like one Transformers films? Like, <laughs> I, I have like, like one, maybe two of them. I have never gone back and rewatched any of them. Oh, I, 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 I couldn't. Nope. And I, and I've, I've seen still, the I'm yet to see Bumblebee yet, though. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's so good. I, 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 we need to review that one. It, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, you know, same sort of thing. High bar for a Transformers movie isn't like quote unquote a high bar. True. But um, <laughs> let's not talk about it. Uh, the Movie Gang Podcast gives Alita: Battle Angel uh, a seven point five out of ten. Which so we make a recommendation. Go see it. Go check it out. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck. Please, please go see it. <laughs> and that if you like any absolutely. form of anime, if you even even if you just watch FMA, you should definitely go fucking see this movie. So. Yeah. Look, go see it for Christoph Waltz holding a rocket hammer. You can't be mad. Rocket when hammer. You see that. Honestly, rocket hammer. Yeah. It's it's great. Like I don't know how you could not possibly be mad when you see that. And now right. your your joy End. will last uh, about a, a month until the fucking uh, your name <laughs> remake comes out, which is actually happening, and we're all gonna be I hate mad you. I hate all you over so again. Much. Why do you have to bring me down, Ben? Why do you have to bring me down? You know, just to level you out for the night. This is the thing James Cameron does over and over again, and it sucks, which is that he'll be like, he's like, look, 3D's great. And you're like, it is great. And then no one knows how to do it right. And you're like, fuck. (laughs) I'm sure his next movie, he's going to be like, look, you know, 60 frames per second looks amazing. And then no one's going to do it right. You know, and it's like, he he, he shows you it's possible, but doesn't teach people. Yeah, he doesn't teach people, and, and probably no one goes and t- asks him to be like, "How did you do this, please?" Just, also, just... for fuck's sake, like, no offense, like, uh, this is your name is not the fucking thing to fucking adapt. Like, just the whole point of genre-based anime adaptation is that you can go to worlds, and we can finally go to these cool, fun places that only anime could take us in the past. Right? For fuck's sake. Sure, so, I'm done. <laughs> All right, I, I actually have to get off and go, guys. <laughs>